702, The World View with Adam Gilchrist. 21 after 8, following our interview with the DG from Durko. Uh, Adam Gilchrist, uh, some concerns now about what may unfold in Rafa. Emergency warnings there in Gaza. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah, morning. Yeah, we're hearing about, aren't we, that uh, there have been some explosions overnight and it appears that maybe the offensive has begun. Two hostages uh, also released or recaptured, I suppose one should say. But yeah, the warnings uh, are out there. The UK's David Cameron, the foreign secretary, says over half of Gaza's population are sheltering in the area and he is worried about their safety. The Dutch foreign minister, Anker Bruinslot, says there could be many civilian casualties. Saudi Arabia has warned of very serious repercussions if Rafa is stormed. The southern city is right there at the border with Egypt. The the Rafa crossing is where a lot of aid has been going to and fro. Uh, Gaza's Hamas rulers have warned any operation would undermine the talks about the release of the hostages. The Israeli prime minister, though, seems to be hell-bent, and I probably use that phrase advisedly. He has told his military to help civilians out. But where do they go? I mean, there's nowhere to go. This is the end point for many Palestinians or certainly many Gazans. So we have this open-ended question now, what happens next? Yeah, I mean, at least because when some of them were in the north, they were told to flee south. That's where they are. And, you know, where do they go next? That's a really big question. Um, Donald Trump on the election campaign saying some bizarre things. Yeah, he has said, uh, and this has been passed on. He certainly hasn't backed away from uh, this, although I don't think he's actually officially confirmed it. But he has said he would, quote, encourage Russia to attack any NATO member that fails to pay its bills as part of the military alliance. Uh, We know that he has been hot on this before when he was president, and others have been hot on this as well, about all countries in NATO stepping up and paying the NATO target 2% of the national economy, 2% of GDP on defense. A good number do. Some are well beyond 2%. But there are also plenty of quite high-profile nations who haven't got anywhere near 2%. Uh, I think at last count, I don't know if France was, don't think Italy was. uh, There are probably about a dozen nations that he could refer to. But the idea that if they're not paying up, then you can encourage Russia to attack them. It's not quite the ethos of, well, NATO, but frankly, any kind of club membership. The White House has called Donald Trump's comments appalling and unhinged. Of course they would say that, though, because, after all, it's a Democrat White House. He is a Republican potential candidate. But the NATO chief, Jens Stoltenberg, has said absolutely allies um, will defend each other, and any suggestion that they would not will undermine our security. So Donald Trump, I don't know, demonic threat to global security or a no-nonsense pragmatist? He might force a few countries to up the ante, and maybe that's what he wants. I mean, if you think about the developments of the last week, Adam, my my own assessment, it's it's as if Joe Biden and Donald Trump are desperately trying to give each other the electoral victory here based on their mishaps. Yeah. Now tell me, Adam. Who's that third party? Yeah, it's to tell. Nobody else is stepping in there, as far as we can tell at this stage, anyway. Now tell me, Adam, security saw right through this guy. <laughs> yeah, the invisible man. Absolutely. Yeah, this guy, uh, we now know his name, by the way, Craig Sturt. We know who he is now, but at the time. Anyway, this guy basically managed to fly from London to New York without a passport, without a plane ticket, just by 
tailgating other passengers. He did that thing of blending in. I mean, we all like to blend in sometimes, but it appears all he did through all the security at Heathrow Airport uh, was walk closely behind the passenger in front of him. And that got him through passport control, two security checks, the whole conveyor belt thing, through onto the, the plane. They check your boarding passes, don't they? Uh, onto the plane, he found a free seat. He was served free food and drinks for his five and a half thousand kilometer flight. It was only when he got to JFK, and you know what they're like, when he got to JFK, he was stopped by armed officials, uh, probably lucky not to end up in an orange jumpsuit. So they popped him on a return flight to London. And as you say, embarrassing for Heathrow's uh, security officials. He was taken from Heathrow Airport. He was arrested when he got back and taken to a psychiatric hospital from which he has now escaped. We're wondering if he just tailgated a, a visitor out through. We don't know. Big security embarrassment. It's not exactly catch me if you can, but Craig Sturt does seem to know how to become invisible. Q and Queen. I'm the invisible man. We'll leave it there for this morning. Adam Gilchrist.